Welcome to the Mind for Success podcast. I'm your host, Kimberly Leving, and I love seeing business professionals, leaders, and entrepreneurs have massive success in their businesses. Are you ready to reach a higher level in your business? Are you looking to rise to the top and break through the barriers that are holding you back? If this is you, join us on the Mind for Success podcast as I interview other business professionals, leaders, and entrepreneurs who share their success stories with you. We're going to talk about tapping into your highest potential to easily achieve your highest goals. Before we begin, remember to subscribe and hit the notification button right now so you will be notified of every new episode. Take a deep breath and listen up. You're about to embark on a successful journey to help you break through to those higher levels of success. Now, welcome to the show. Hello and welcome to the Mind for Success podcast. I'm Kimberly Leving, your host, and today I am super excited to introduce to you my guest, Edwin Carrion. He became an entrepreneur at the age of 14, really, really young. After serving in the United States Marines, he served for 20 years as a chief executive officer chief financial officer, president, and vice president of several significant privately owned companies. He's done a lot, um, as you'll hear in our interview today. He's managed operations of startups from development, design, organization, legal, financial, marketing, capital financing, and strategic negotiations with clients and vendor partners. Welcome, Edwin, to our podcast. Thank you. Thank you. Good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening to everybody listening. And thank you for having me here. And thank you for listening to me. I'm going to make sure that I deliver a lot of value and a lot of golden nuggets so you can succeed in business and in life. Awesome. That's what we love to hear. So I'd like to start with telling us, so you're an entrepreneur at 14. I'd love to get, like hear the backstory on that and how you got started. I, when I was 14 years old, I was living in an apartment building with my mom. I was raised by a single mother. And one of the things that I liked was I would like to help my mom and not be a burden to her. So I had to figure out what is it that I need to do to make my own money so I could buy the things that I want. So I kind of like an idea came to me. is like, what can I do as a 14-year-old that it's easy, that I don't have to apply for a job, that I could just start on my own? So I figured it out and it was car washing. So I looked at the amount of windows and doors that the building had. I'm like, you know, there's a bunch of cars in the parking lot. If I'm able to wash all these cars for, let's say, 5 to $10 each, I'm going to have all this money. So I'm going to be able to buy a beeper. If you don't know what a beeper is, it's a little spray <laughs> thing that used to go beep, beep, beep when somebody needed to contact you before the cell phones existed, right? So pretty much that's how I started in, in entrepreneurship. Uh, as a car wash, I had my own business. I got more cars than I could handle on my own. And I had to have my business partner, best friend at the time, washing the cars while I kept doing the sales. And I realized I was really good at sales. So we started hiring more people to wash cars. And that's when I found out about delegating. 
I'm like, mm. no, I don't need to wash cars. I don't like to do the dirty work. So let me just, you know, be on the sell side and make everybody else do the dirty work that I don't want to do, which is washing the cars. And we all make money together. So it was a, it was a fun experience. It was a fun little business startup. And, you know, it didn't grow to anything else. But, you know, for that time being, to get the things that I wanted to, it was perfect. What a valuable lesson. And I have to say, just from, for myself working with business owners, entrepreneurs, there are a lot of people that don't really learn that lesson or aren't able to let go of things or understand the value of having other people do the stuff. Yes. So, so I, and, and then they create a job for themselves. I'm sure you know this too, with what you're going to talk about today. So that's really valuable. I love this. So I, I wanted to ask, this sounds a little bit random, but I know there's a story behind it. What's your favorite movie about business? My favorite movie about business, I personally like The Wolf of Wall Street. I mm. think it's a very funny movie, but if you really take all the craziness out and you focus on the business part, you realize that you're able to start something from nothing. And if you become very good at it and you create a niche at it and you make that people become part of your family, part of your circle, because that's what he did in the movie, right? He became all the people that worked for him became like his family and became part of his circle. They were all happy to be there. But then again, of course, the money came in because he motivated, motivated them every single day and letting them know, hey, this is what we got to do today. We got to take care of this as a family, as a group, as a team. And it was what everybody talks about today, the culture. The culture was mm. there and he created an amazing culture. And it's not about what he sold. It's about the culture that he created. And when he created that culture with all the people that work for him, everybody was super excited to do, to go above and beyond what they needed to do in order to help him succeed. So that's why The Wolf of Wall Street is one of my favorite movies. I love it. So now I'm curious, is there a second favorite? <laughs> um, the, the other one I like, the one is the Jerry Maguire one. I know which one you're talking about it because it's the show me the money. That's the one. Right? <laughs> so that, that's the other one that I like. Yeah, those are great, great analogies um, for both for business. And that I know that probably a lot of people have seen that movie, but seeing it from that light and how much he, how much he focused in what he created is really, is really a good value. So um, curious about your nine to five, the ultimate nine to five escape plan. So you, you talked about this. We talked about it a little bit prior too. Yes. So it, just to back up a little bit, tell our listeners what your business is. Like what, what is it that you do now? Because we, okay. we did not touch so, on that. Yes, no, no. So, so as of today, I run four companies. One of the companies that I run is a transportation company. And that one, we transport products. We were named into the Inc. 5000 last year. So super proud of that. Being one of the 5,000 5, fastest growing companies in the United States. Number two, I own a real estate development company. So we, I build high-end luxury homes, mansions, and low-end multifamily projects. And those projects, that business is what creates my wealth. I call that my creation, wealth creation vehicle. My transportation company, I call that my cash flow business because that's the company that gives me my constant cash flow, my constant money to spend on a daily basis. And then I have an investment fund where we invest in the total forex market. And that's called my passive income business because that one creates passive income for myself and for everybody that has money with me, invest money with me, 
and uh, use our system, our proprietary uh, algorithm that we created. So we have those three things. But the last one that I do, it's the mentoring and business consulting. So I love teaching people, you know, how I became successful. I love teaching people, scaling your business. And I love teaching people how to become real estate developers. And one thing that I do very differently than any other mentor out there or any other coach out there is that at the end of my, at the end, when they finish my program on real estate development, I invest my own money with them because there's nothing more satisfying for a student that the teacher believes in their success. And the only way that we can prove that I believe in their success is by investing my own money with them. That's amazing. And I'm assuming that that is part of your ultimate nine to five escape plan. <laughs> so did you just the, tell us that? Or, yes, or yes. can you go into that a little more? So part of the ultimate nine to five escape plan is how do we get out of the nine to five if we want to be entrepreneurs? Because entrepreneurship is not for everyone, right? And having a nine to five is one of the best things you could ever have in your life, especially if you're doing what you love. But if you're looking to go into entrepreneurship and becoming a business owner, you know, how do you get out of the nine to five? So the one of the things that I always suggest everybody is if you have been at a job long enough, you know, five, 10, 15 years, you have acquired a lot of skills in the same business that you're in. So instead of going out there and trying to figure out something fresh from scratch, why don't you use that knowledge and that experience that you have and start creating a parallel to that, an offset to that. So eventually you can start your own business into whatever you're working on, or you could become a consultant into a facet or a small face of that business. So just to give you an example, if you work at McDonald's for 10 years, you know how to flip burgers, you know how to create French fries, you know customer service, you could start your own little restaurant or your own little coffee shop where you sell burgers and coffee, right? Or you could become a consultant to a small coffee shop and teach people how a big corporation, a big franchise like McDonald's runs, and you could help them implement those systems and processes into place to a small business owner so like that they could continue growing their business. Mm. And the latter part of that doesn't take as much money to start up. So, so no. right. <laughs> so that's a, that's an amazing, really an, an amazing thought process um, for people to realize. Cause I think sometimes people don't realize the, I guess the gifts and the experiences that they have. No, they don't. And they, and they give that for granted. They, they really don't value the amount of knowledge and experience that they have. Yeah. And they just kind of, you know, don't, don't believe in themselves. And that's one of the things that you know, the next thing comes out into having a good mindset, having the right mindset. Yeah, absolutely. I know even for myself, it was a business coach that pointed out to me, and I know that's what you do, but a business coach that pointed out to me all the experience that I had building up to the point where I am, you know, even now. Um, and it's just really, I think it's helpful to have somebody point those things out for you because sometimes it's hard. Yes. And, and I like what you said right now, you know, a business coach, and that's why I always believe in, into having mentors, having business coaches, having people in your life that are gonna help you succeed. A lot of times we don't value that a lot enough and that's why we don't succeed as much as we want to. But the moment that we start valuing that, you know, it's okay to spend this amount of money on a business coach because the one thing that they might give us, the one thing, it might be a thousand things that they give us, but there's one thing that is gonna change the life uh, and our life and the way that our life changes dramatically because of the one thing that they give us. 
Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I'm a big advocate of what I do, honestly. And that, that investment, it, it's an investment in your success and an investment into your business. And yes. it speeds everything up, which yes, is the best it, part. It speeds things it cuts, up. It cuts the learning curve in half. It helps you make a lot less mistakes. But the only thing, like you said, you know, at the beginning, you know, we think about it and it depends on our financial mindset at the moment, you know, to spend $5,000 on a business mentor, it might be a lot, but those 5,000 is going to bring you $50,000 worth of returns. And it comes to the point that now I'm spending over $200,000 a year in business mentors and coaches in order to get to where I want to. And I realized that, you know, those $200,000 are peanuts compared to the amount of value that I get and the amount of connections that I get just because of that. Absolutely. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. So I'd love to hear a little bit more because I know you talk to um, clients, some of your, your clients about this, picking and mastering your niche. So how, how, do, you, how do you help people with that or what, what's involved in that? Yes, uh, picking and mastering a niche. Uh, I love this one because one thing that I realized throughout my 20 plus years in business is that you don't want to be the small fish on the ocean, right? You want to be the large fish on a small pond. So that's pretty much what I mean by picking a niche. You have to pick a niche in your business. So let's talk about the car washing business. You know, the car washing business is a massive business, but once you pick a niche and you focus in one thing and you become really good at that, you're gonna be the master for that. And with little time, you're gonna be able to grow and to ask for whatever you want because they know that you are the go-to guy for that one niche. So just to give you an example, because I mentioned the car washing business, on the car washing business, you could be the guy that only washes F-150 trucks. Mm. You become an expert at that truck because you're going to know that truck in and out and every detail and every nook of it. So whatever happens to a truck, you're going to be able to fix it. And then from there, you have your verticals, which that becomes your niche. But people don't do that in business. People always want to do, you know, I, I want to do a transportation company and I want to do uh, trucks, trailers, reefers all this and that, and that's not the way to go. So one thing that I realized personally, and I have always done, it's have a niche in everything that I do in my life. So just to give you an example, in the development company, my niche is high-end luxury. So mm -hmm. I only built mansions, 5,000 square feet and up, and I focus on the high-end market. And that's my niche. I don't need to build 30 houses a year. So I need to build just one house every couple of years and I make a couple of million dollars. And I'm extremely happy with that. So that's my niche. And I don't have to deal with anybody. I don't have to work with anybody. I just do the way that I do things and I make the best product and I deliver the most value that I can. That's my thing. Now, what is my niche within the, you will ask, okay, but everybody builds high-end luxury homes, right? So my niche is that when I'm building a $3 million house, I'm putting... $5 million finishings into the house. So I'm adding value to the house and people that come to look at the house, they're going to say, you know what? You're giving me so much value into this house. Instead of me picking, you know, out of the old, you know, all the other houses on the market that are for 3 million, I'm going to buy yours because yours is $3 million, but it's worth 5 million because of what it has in it. So that's mm -hmm. my niche, delivering more value to it. When I used to be in the jewelry business, we were in the jewelry business and the gold buying business, Everybody thinks about gold buying pound shops, right? So we said, if everybody's a pound shop, we need to do something different. We need to do something that nobody has ever done. So it's target the high-end customers. So we went into malls, which are middle to upper-class malls, into the Simon malls. The rents were expensive. 
We didn't have a glass. We didn't have bars behind us. We had everything on the open. Our employees were wearing suits. So we had like an upscale jewelry store that people could come in and sell the jewelry to us. And that was our niche. And we become very well known and very successful because mm. we have a niche. So in business, you have to have a niche in everything that you do in life. Yeah, I love that. And it's so true because so many times um, entrepreneurs come in and they think, well, you know, you ask them, well, who's your target? And they're like, well, everybody is. And, and it really, it doesn't, it doesn't serve them to do it that way. No. And, and when you talk about the target, it's like you have to know your avatar. They call the avatar, yes. right? Yes. It's who's your avatar? Who's your perfect customer? And focus on that customer, you know, specifically focus on that customer. So in my coaching business, I only work with people that share my values. If people don't share my values, I, I don't need to work with them. And there's a lot of people that share my values. And, you know, we live in this world of abundance that there is going to be no lack of customers. There's going to be mm. no lack of people wanting to learn from somebody like me. And I want people to understand that having values in life is such an important thing. That the moment that you start uh, having higher values for yourself, everything starts becoming better. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I love it. So um, do you have any other tips that you'd like to give to, you know, an entrepreneur that's maybe just starting out? Um, if you're starting out, Again, create a business plan. A lot of people that start business don't ever create a business plan. And the business plan is going to help let you know where do I want to get to in, in, in X amount of time? Where do I want to be? What is my vision? And, and it's very important having a vision in your business. If you have no vision, you're going to get there eventually. But eventually, where doesn't know, it's, it's, you don't know when. But if you have the vision, if you have the business plan, and you say, I want to get here by this time, you're going to be committed to trying to make that happen and complete that goal by a certain time and a certain date. Yeah, absolutely. There's a lot of people that never create one. Um, and I used to be one of those. <laughs> so, so I can totally relate. I've done, done all the things. So this was so valuable. You gave us so many things, um, to, so many great nuggets. So to connect with you, what is the best way if you want to give us some of those links and we'll make sure that they're in the show notes. Oh, yes. The, the best way to connect with me is through social media. Uh, my social media is Edwin Carrion 78 Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn. You can find me those. Or just go to my website, edwincarrion.com. And from there, you can sign up to get my free ebook of The Nine Secrets to Living a Successful Business and Life. Mm, love it. So be sure and go sign up for those. I want to thank you for being on today. And I want to remind our listeners to go to um, Edwin's social media, go to his website, sign up for his freebie that he has there. And thank you again for being on today. I really, really appreciate you. Oh, Kim, thank you for having me. And to everybody out there, if you don't know where you're going, you will eventually get there. <laughs> That's great. That's great. Thanks again. Thank you for being a part of the Mind for Success podcast. If you've enjoyed this episode, I want to invite you to go check out a free training that I have at 4hourresults.live. It's a training that I have on how you can increase your sales, move yourself or your team into massive action, and break through the plateau of your growth. 
And again, that free training can be found at 4hourresults.live. I hope you found massive value in listening today. Please always leave your comments, feedback, or questions. We check them all, and I want you to go achieve massive success and make sure you join us again next week. Have an amazing day.